0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode, a special bonus recap episode of the Real Life Oscar Challenge. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Mike Levito, and with me, as always, is Lars Emerson, yo, and Kathleen Levito, hi, my roommate and my sister, respectively, um... I thought I was your sister. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I have some bad news for you. Um, Today, we are going to be talking about not the movies from one year, not the movies from two years, but the movies from nine years, specifically from 2000, 2008, as our 2000s recap episode. Now, to give you all a refresher, even though I feel like I've explained myself five times in the podcast regarding this, yes, it is true that by most typical measures of pop culture... The 2000s did not end in 2008, but in 2009. um, If we really want to get into it, technically the 2000s didn't even begin until 2001, but that's a...
1: That's not true. Yes, it is. No, it's not. There was no year zero. What? Yes, there was. No. The 90s start with 1990, not with 1991. Technically, the millennium was not until 2001. No, that's not true. (laughs) Yes, it is. We celebrated Y2K on year 2000.
0: Okay, whatever. <laughs> I, I'm not going to get into it. But, anyway. Um,
1: what? <laughs>
0: Never mind, Go on. We had this conversation once before. Point is, um, because beginning with the 2009 Academy Awards, they went from nominating five movies for Best Picture to ten movies for Best Picture, we felt that that represented a big shift in the way the Academy... Um, what kind of movies the Academy nominated, how they operated... Um, and really, it impacted how they voted for it, too. So there, there's clearly a big difference between the stuff that happened between 2000 and 2008 and stuff that happened from 2009 and thereafter. Um, so that's why we're choosing to to, to cordon off the 2000s to 2008. Um, and yeah, so those movies that we watched that were released and nominated for 2000 to 2008 are... Gladiator Chocolat, Crouching Tiger hidden dragon Aaron Brockovich, traffic a beautiful mine Gosford Park in the bedroom Lord of the Rings the Fellowship of the Ring Moulin Rouge Chicago Gangs of New York uh, the hours Lord of the Rings Lord of the Rings of Two towers the pianist. Lower the Rings, the Return of the King, Lawson Translation, Master and Commander of the Far Side of the World, Mystic River, Sea biscuit. Million Dollar Baby, The Aviator, Finding Neverland, Ray, Sideways, Crash, Brokeback Mountain, Capote, Goodnight and Good Luck, Munich, The Departed, Babel, Letters from Iwo Jima, Little Miss Sunshine, The Queen, No Country for Old Men, Atonement, Juno, Michael Clayton, There Will Be Blood, Slumdog Millionaire, Benjamin. The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, Frost, Nixon, Milk, and The Reader.
1: Are you done? I am, yes.
0: Lars <laughs> pulled out an Economist and started reading. Um, so let's let's get right down to it. Can you believe we've um, watched 75 movies so far? It is, it's it insane. It is insane how much movies we've watched. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. a lot. Um,
2: when did we start watching these?
0: I believe in May of 2018. Are you serious? Yes. Oh my god. Um, I don't,
2: like, I've lost, I remember when I messaged you guys the other day and was like, do you, like, sometimes forget what year it is? Yeah. Recently, I have not been <laughs> <knowing>. <laughs> um,
0: And It's funny, we recorded our 90s recap episode um, in, like, October or November of last year. Because I listened mm-hmm. to it to prepare for this. And we tell everyone to remember to go vote, um, which means oh, it yeah. was obviously before election day, which is in November. Um, anyway, uh, let's, let's kick things off uh, like we did with the 90s episode, um, by talking about our top five favorite movies of the decade that we watched for this project. Um, we'll do like we did the first time around and start with Lars. What is um, your fifth favorite movie that we watched this year? <laughs> or not this year. This, 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 this decade. This, oh, this decade. decade
1: so far. Um, okay. I'm gonna kick us off. Number five is Sideways. It good choice. It was a surprise, like, good movie. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Thought it was great. Um, I feel like it, like, holds up and it's funny. Mm-hmm. And we don't have a lot of funny movies <laughs> yeah. in the Oscars mm-hmm. ever. Yeah. I pick Sideways. Also, Paul Giamatti can do whatever he wants forever to me yes he's very good thomas hayden
0: church also very good in it yeah um kathleen your number five
2: my number five okay i just want to say that i tried really hard and i'm not happy with my order (laughs) but it's here okay my number five is i'm also not happy with my top five choices okay but my number five is chicago
0: that's a good choice Mm. yeah yeah
2: I would agree it's a good choice. Why? Um, I just thought it was like a fun romp. It was very different than all the other movies we watched. Um, It was exciting. It was engaging. It was, um, you know, sparkly. I just feel like it deserves a top five spot. And that is why.
0: Cool. Um, I also picked Sideways as my number five. It was between that and Brokeback Mountain. Mm. Brokeback Mountain, obviously a great movie. I think there's a lot of cool stuff like deconstructing sort of like the myth of American masculinity and all of that. But I went sideways just because I was thinking like it's a movie that like I actually went on YouTube and tried to find like scenes to watch after we watched, like the day after we watched it. Yeah. Um, it kind of stuck with me in that regard. Um, it, it is funny, but it's also like very sad and like a very real way. Like I think it really captures this sort of like rut like this feeling of being in a rut very well. Um, Thomas Hayden Church is hilarious. Uh, it, it, but it's also like very, you know, it's it's. I feel like you watch dramedies and they're either like, they're usually just like, dramas with just like some funny lines. But I feel like this, kind of like you know, circled that square pretty well. Um,
1: yeah, so sideways, good good I stuff. Agree, Lars. What's your number four pick? All right. Number four. So I was, like Kathleen, tempted to put Chicago in my top five, and I thought it was going to be number five or number four, but I actually have to give it up to Little Miss Sunshine. Mm. An indie pick, I know. (laughs) Um, I just, I kind of think it's one of the better acted and more minimalist films, um, and I think it, like, unlike Juno, which will come up later... (laughs) It's, like, a good, like, 2000s... Like, 2000s films look a certain way. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Little Miss Sunshine and Juno both look very 2000s. Little Miss Sunshine just happens to be way better. Like, Mm -hmm. terrifically acted. Um, It tells, like, a heartwarming, nice family story, but it's also, like, deep and nice and in-depth and about people and about pain. Um, And it's also fun. Like, I like that there's comedies some of the time. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm going with that one. Yeah, kind of refreshing.
0: Um... Yeah, it felt it feels almost like if you're going to show someone, like, 2000s indie comedy, like, you should show them that one, I feel like. Yeah. You know, it feels kind of, like, prototypical of the form. Yeah. Um, or whatever.
1: Uh, yeah.
2: Okay. I did not include Little Miss Sunshine, but I would like to state for the record that I do enjoy that movie. I've just seen it before, so I wanted to give it to movies I hadn't seen before. Um, my number four was The Aviator. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Which I feel like you guys will also have somewhere. At least Lars will have somewhere in his top five. It's just. I actually don't. <laughs> oh. Oh uh, yeah, my that's goodness. An upset. I, yeah, I know that's an upset. Wow. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, I don't. It was. It's good. Like it's a really interesting, just like character study, and it's very pretty and. It does what it does well and I thoroughly enjoyed it. And like going back over the movies, there were legitimately and that I was just like, I do not remember watching this. Mm-hmm. Like that one about the guy in the ship, Master and Commander. You, you loved made that, that one your
0: favorite. You picked that one to win best picture. Did I seriously in two thousand three. I
2: remember nothing about it currently. You,
0: it's it's so it's so good. You loved that one.
2: I remember <laughs> nothing about
0: it. I mean that's fair. I'm
2: gonna be real. <laughs> I, that was like in the era of burly men doing burly men things, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, See, that's why I
2: liked it. I probably didn't like anything else from that year, um, but <laughs> so, but I did remember what the Aviator is about, so that's why I chose that one.
0: Okay. Um, night number four, I picked Lost in Translation, which is a movie that I feel might come up again. Um, a really good. when i had first seen lost in translation a few years ago i was like oh like i don't think i really get like this is fine and like not bad and like i recognize the craft involved but i don't think i really get it watching it this time i feel like there's a lot that is like it, it feels very modern it felt like one of the more like modern movies we watched um and sort of like unstuck in uh time even though you know like, I don't know. I just, I loved the way it looked. I loved the, I loved the way Sophia Coppola used music. And I could, like I said in, like, the first, like, when we talked about this on the episode, like, I could watch, like, you know, car, like, shots from a car in Tokyo while, like, My Bloody Valentine and Air plays over them. Like, I could watch that all day. And I feel like there's a really interesting sort of deconstruction of Bill Murray and, like, the Bill Murray archetype and kind of the way that these sort of, like, late boomer early gen x generation although i guess Murray's more boomer, like sort of like how their shtick kind of grew old um started growing in the 2000s and how you know like this weird sort of like uber confident swaggery funny guy thing no longer really worked after a certain amount of time so just a, a lot it, it almost felt like kind of in that like it was obviously this very like sort of touching embalming story about loneliness and 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 things and like you know, finding and connecting with someone in like a ambiguous way—you don't really know what to do with—but it also it felt in a way kind of uh, there was like a little bit of commentary in there that I thought was kind of interesting. So, Lars, you're number three.
1: Number three, I have no country for old men. Mm-hmm. Um, I I feel like we 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 sort of talked about how it's it's kind of hard yeah. to unpack this one. It's yeah. just kind of just good. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it looks great it's just a fun watch um coen brothers michael's a big coen stan (laughs) i i do Um, i'm sure he's got that one on here um i I just i think it's like endlessly kind of rewatchable Mm -hmm. and just really well made and it's probably like it is definitely a definitive like 2000s like best of movies yeah for sure i don't have a lot to say that's fair. You don't really need
0: a lot to say about that movie. Yeah. It's just like a well, movie where there's, like, nothing wrong with it. Right. I feel yeah, like it's no, it's, good. like,
1: perfectly done. Mm-hmm. There's no problems. Yeah. It's good. Kathleen.
2: I had... Back Mountain. Oh. Yeah. I think Michael covered it. It's a good movie. I enjoyed it. Um, I had been waiting... Decades to <laughs> maybe not decades, maybe decade to see that movie, and it did not disappoint.
1: Yeah, it's
0: definitely a movie that I think holds up. Yeah, um, really good movie, and clearly one of the bigger mistakes in Oscar history not giving it best picture. Yeah, um, cool. And number three, I had The Aviator as well. Um, I feel like we got a lot of biopics this decade. But I feel like now I'm more like The Aviator, mm. which was just so like, like, ramped up to eleven in a lot of different ways. Like from Martin Scorsese being like, "I'm gonna make every scene like I'm only gonna use like coloring techniques from the eras that I'm depicting," um, just like delving into like you know Howard Hughes' obsession. Just like Leonardo DiCaprio's performance. It's just like it's just so much, and I just, I love it so much. It's just like it's about obsession. And it's the product of obsession. And I just, like, I love that. I'd like, because The Irishman's coming out soon, so a lot of people um, on, like, quote-unquote film Twitter and, like, film critics have been, like, ranking their best Tarantino movies. And I actually feel very strongly, and I haven't seen all of his Not Tarantino, I am meant Scorsese. Mm-hmm. I, feel, um, I feel very strongly. I haven't seen all of his movies, but I feel like if I'm going to make a top five, like, you, I feel like you have to have The Aviator in there. I feel like people kind of hand-wave his 2000s or whatever that's just kind of, like, okay. But, like, The Aviator to me is, like... Quite, quite superb. Uh,
1: yeah, I think the Aviator would be like top six or seven for me. Okay, I, I'm a big fan. It's mm-hmm. just not in my top five. Okay, I agree. Number two, Lars. Number two, I have Brokeback Mountain. Okay. Um, I think it's one of. I mean, we sort of talked about this last episode with Milk. Um, is I think Brokeback Mountain's kind of a similar way. It's like one of the more important films that came yeah. out. Yeah. Um, I think it was. I kind of think it may have been the biggest snub of the two thousands, um, as far as not winning. For, as far as not winning, yeah, yeah, no, I I would agree. I um, would. it's like if I if I could go back in time, the time machine we talked about last episode, and like <laughs> Crown won the winner, that would be it. Mm-hmm. Um, um, it's just beautiful. It's just like you know, kind of an ode to the West and to masculinity and like grappling with that. Um, The music is really good it's just really well acted um and you just you just like hurt for them and it's 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 just a very emotional ride yeah on a horse yes
0: (laughs) (laughs) many horses in fact yeah uh kathleen number two
2: number two is there will be blood okay It's just like what I said the first time I watched. It's that watching that movie is walking through a museum, Mm -hmm. an art museum, and seeing all of the beauty. Mm -hmm. And I will love that movie forever because it was just the most fun I've ever had in an art museum.
0: Okay. Cool. That's legit. Number two, I had no country for old men. Like, not a lot more to say than what Lars already said. Like, it's pretty perfect. Just like the way that the Coens are able to build tension with, like, not a lot of music is I feel like kind of underrated. Just like this sense of like death slowly creeping around like this West Texas town or like all of West Texas really. Um, is like weirdly funny in parts. It's just like such a weird, good movie. It's very spare and bare bones but it never feels like... That never feels like an affectation. It feels like they're doing everything they set out to do and they don't leave anything on the table and yet it's still so lean and slim and just like... Slinky. It's it's pretty awesome.
1: And we all chose it to win that year.
0: No, we all chose There Will Be Blood.
1: Isn't that what we're talking about? I was talking about No Country for Old Oh, all. sorry, sorry. Yes, yes. I, too, agree
2: that they think, I imagine them as the same thing in my head. But yeah, I prefer yeah. There Will Be Blood, actually, quite a bit.
1: Okay. Cool. Lars. Number one. Yeah. Okay, number one, I went with Lost in Translation. Okay. And I was surprised that I chose this. Um, I'm not. <laughs> I, uh, I, I just I was like I was like, oh I think this is a top five, and then I like kind of put a list and it had the Aviar, it had Chicago, it had um, There Will Be Blood, but I was like, you know what? No. I think Lost in Translation is the best movie made in the two thousands that we watched. Um I yeah, like Michael said, it's just it's it's got like humor, it's got this like it's just so pretty it's Mm. so nice to look at um and it's 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 just so it feels so empty and lonely but Mm. in such like a good way yeah um the music is really like sweet um it's just you know you find like a little sparkle in it every time Mm. you watch it um i think it's the best movie of that we watched this year yeah
0: okay this decade yeah cool um, Kathleen, you're number one.
2: My number one is Sideways.
0: Okay. What? Which,
2: you guys put us at number five, and I understand, because yeah. it is a fun romp of a movie, but it's not, you know, be, like, thematically beautiful or an accomplishment.
0: There in. are some really cool scenes. Okay. Like, the one where he gets, like, drunk at, like, the dinner. Yes, that, that's, that's true. That's really, um. Yeah. It simulates but, being drunk very well, but go
2: on. This, I would not know. But <laughs> this like this movie just made me so happy. And at the end of the day, like happy things are the things that stick with me and those are the things that I recommend to other people. And this is what that movie did. It just, I wanna watch it again. Like I really, really do. And I think I would tell, like, if I were looked at the list of all the movies we'd watched, I'd be like, I would have like a disclaimer for everything. I'd be like, alright, watch No Country for Old Men. Um, if you're into this mm. or like watch They will be blind, but know that like it's blah, 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 blah. It's like sideways. I feel like everyone can get on board with. And I think it's amazing that it was, um, Oscar nominated because it is so fun and so like largely enjoyable and not in necessarily a manufactured way in a very genuine way. It's like a good genuine story. It's funny, like legitimately funny. They have legitimately like interesting and like, um, like nutty characters and it's something that like it feels like it would be a cult classic and the fact that it's oscar nominated it's just like i need to i need to acknowledge that Mm
1: -hmm.
0: yeah it's it was a huge hit back in the day which is weird because i I almost can't imagine a movie like this being a hit today um but yeah apparently like sales in merlot went down because of this movie because paul g maya talked about how much he hates merlot throughout it um And, like, the restaurants that are featured were, like, actual restaurants and, like, business started, like, booming. And, like, there are, like, sideways doors, or at least there used to be. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, a good choice. I picked as my number one, There Will Be Blood. Uh, Just kind of like you said, it does feel like a museum piece where it feels so lived in Mm -hmm. and so, uh, like, grimy and real. Um, Like, just, like, the sound of, like, people, like, heavily walking on, like, hollow wooden floors i feel like there's a lot of that in this movie that i really like and just like i kind of talked about it just it feels like the convergence of like you know the sort of these two sort of like founding forces of america of like sort of you know the pilgrims and then like the tobacco planters in like jamestown and this conflict and you know it's almost like they're literally burrowing into hell and they're getting like fire and oil spit back up in them daniel day lewis is obviously amazing in it He's just so unlikable and so, like, evil and just, like, nihilistic. Uh, it's just, it's like, it's it's an epic, but it never feels sort of like, it never, like, drags. It never feels self-important. Um, it, it just feels very, like, it's a grand sweeping statement, but it never feels full of itself or anything like that. It feels like it's, the like, designed what it's meant to do and, like, the perfect version of that um cool so those are our top fives i feel like it should put sideways that's
1: kind of crazy yeah
0: was chicago the only one that the rest of us like didn't put i feel like all of our lists
1: i had little miss sunshine right yeah Yeah.
0: okay i feel like all my picks were at least on someone else's which makes me feel very basic but even if i had included brokeback mountain i would have been on there so I kind of want to put that in the... Whatever. I don't know. They're, they're just all so... Like, I feel yeah. bad
1: leaving There Will Be Blood right. Off. Yeah, yeah. I just... I... I don't know. Yeah. It's just... I, I don't need to rewatch it mm. five more times like I will the rest of these. Yeah. You know?
0: I, I thought about putting Return of the King on my list. Yeah. I mean. um, but I was thinking about it, and I was like, I really, really like Lord of the Rings movies, but I feel like I can't just pick one and put them on here, because I feel like if you just take one of them... And kind of stack them up against the entire field. Like, they don't really crack a top five. Because yeah. they do all feel very interdependent. Mm-hmm. And, like, it works. But, like, I also feel like if you're watching one, you kind of have to watch all of them. So I feel like that's kind of a detriment. And, like, if I if I were making, like, a top ten, they'd probably be, like, seven through nine. Um, or something like that. But, yeah. you know.
2: I almost put The Fellowship of the Ring. That's the first one, yeah. correct? Yeah, yeah. Um... Cause I like that one the best out of all of them. Uh, it was just a personal opinion. I get bored with high fantasy really quickly. But that movie is incredible. But I just like, I didn't think about what you said. I forgot that how interdependent they are. That's true. I was also just like, I don't, I, something about it to me was just it's not top five for me.
0: It does almost feel like a little bit of an obligation to watch them sometimes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and not because it's like 10 hours total running time. Well, I mean, yeah, because, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the way that, like, you know, Gone with the Wind or Lawrence of Arabia might feel like that, I feel. Anyway. Cool. <laughs> so Lord of the Rings. The Gone with the Wind of our time. Mm. Not quite. Um, not quite as racist. Uh, anyway. Uh, so those are our top fives. And anything to say about our top fives before we get into our worst movie of the decade?
1: I, I, th- I agree with all of our picks. None of us picked anything yeah. that the rest of us hated, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. We we did a good yeah like I chose American Beauty very controversially yes it's, it's one of my top five mm. last time mm. and you guys were like ah yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: let's not bring up that movie <laughs> we don't talk about that
1: <laughs> all right uh, so worst movie oh man oh, can I go you may oh so it's <laughs> Juno I hate this movie now I didn't think I used to hate it oh I hate it so much. Juno is the worst movie that we watched. It's bad. (laughs) Is it? (laughs) Why? I, like, was groaning the entire time. I felt almost, like, physical pain by how uncomfortable the entire movie, like, just was Mm. and, like, was carried out and how they talked in it. I just hate the writing. I hate the dialogue. I hate the acting. And I think they're all consummate performers. I just think they're terrible in it because they're talking, like, like like a state that doesn't exist. Like it's like not <laughs> a real dialogue. Um I just I like the opening like montage do 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 like, oh I got my orange juice, I got I got my baby checker, oh watch out, home skillet, that ain't you no know, etch a sketch. It's like, oh my god. I was done like two minutes in, and I was angry the whole time.
2: I just love that Lars always uses the home skillet line, even though Lars calls people. Home I know. Skillet <laughs> I know. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: you hate Juno so much because you
1: are Juno. Uh, yeah. That's that's, no. uh, okay. that's my pick. Like I. Um, so I, I keep a running list on Letterboxd mm-hmm. of, um, um, stalling. Hold on. Of like my like ranked. How I would yeah. rank them. Juno is in my bottom five and it is the only one from this... Well, almost. Yeah. yeah I think Juno is true. the worst movie. Yeah. Um, Gosford Park is also down there, but like Gosford Park is at least like... Oh, at least no, it's <laughs> I feel boring. Like, yeah, <laughs> I feel like
0: Gosford Park is boring more than anything. Whereas, like, Juno is the most aggressively dated of these yeah. movies, probably. I, it... Has aged so poorly. Yeah.
2: I, okay. I,
0: I don't dislike, I, I like it much more than either of you two, but I yeah. also will not defend its offensives to the written word.
2: I am not, yeah. <laughs> I am not about to say that I like Juno because I don't for many reasons. I must say, though, I love hating Juno. And, oh, for, yeah. and for that reason I did not put it on my worst list
0: <laughs> kind of like how if you listen to the last episode we didn't all pick The English Patient as the worst we picked Secrets and Lies as the worst because it's worse it, it is English worse
1: The English Patient is fun yeah yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay yes your worst Kathleen my
2: worst is Crash
0: yeah I yeah. despise that That's movie it's also my worst I don't even want
2: to talk about it <laughs> I hate it I've said some very vulgar things about it just do not like that movie
0: Crash is very bad, um, it is so... It, it just feels, I don't know, it, 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 like, it, talk. actually I think, I don't know, either Juno or Crash or I feel like, are the two most dated where Crash's, like, approach to race li- relations just feels so, like, it's just so, like... I don't even know how to describe it. It's just like
2: unprofessional, un- <laughs> truly unprofessional.
0: That's yeah. a good word
2: for yeah. it. it yes,
1: yeah. it does feel very unprofessional,
0: and it's just it just it feels like it's like you know someone who has never met a person in the list of different races that they like touch on, like wrote it almost.
2: It's like if you explain to an alien, just very vaguely, <laughs> like, "Oh yeah, these are some conflicts," and the alien was like, "Oh yeah, I totally understand." <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. And it, it just feels like such a, like, a network TV-ass production. Like, I, I don't know. I hate it so like, much. Like, from the score to the soundtrack to the way it ends, it's just so,
1: like, hokey.
2: Okay, so recently, Lars, for his job, was watching, like, cyber security
1: Oh, my God. Videos? Yeah, I have to um, watch, like, training videos that, like, here's how to be cyber safe.
2: And... We were talking about how hokey they are, and they named people like John Bossman, and it's like, oh no, I left my phone in my purse. Like, I don't know. Lars knows better. Yeah. But, this is what, like, this feels like a training video of how to not treat other races. It does. Yeah. It does.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, to the part, yeah, there's like literally dialogue, like, explaining, like, you know, I am not Mexican because I am actually Puerto Rican and Colombian, um, which is... You know, you shouldn't be calling people who aren't Mexican, Mexican, but, like, it's, you know, it's just, like, uh, very, uh, it's just very, like, basic. And I don't really, I I don't know. And, like, yeah, it is impressive on some level the way they kind of interweave all the different stories, but also all the stories suck. So, like, it doesn't really matter.
2: But it's, like, that (laughs) has been done before. Yeah. Like, let's not even pretend that stories haven't woven together before. Yeah. Yeah. We've all seen it. Yeah. I can't name an example, but we've all seen it. Babel. Right? That happened in Babel. Traffic as well. Traffic. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The, it's not impressive. This movie is bad. Mm-hmm. Don't watch it. Watch sideways. Did you sideways. also Crash? I
1: did also yeah. have Crash. Yeah. It was my second choice, yeah. to be fair. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. It's like, you know, you watch some movies and it's like, oh, I'm, I'm surprised that this is as good as everyone says it is because you hear so much about how good it is. That was me of Crash. Where I'm surprised this is as bad as everyone <laughs> says it is, because everyone keeps saying how bad it is. Yeah, like it's not just that it beat Brokeback Mountain. It's that it is actually an actively bad movie. And like, even though you know, if the any of like the other three movies from 2005, like one Best Picture, like it shouldn't have beat Brokeback Mountain. But the fact that this was the one they chose to beat it is particularly egregious. Um, would would not be considered quote unquote woke in this day and age say the least. <laughs> anyway, um, well, let's swing all the way back to the positive end of the spectrum for our best year of the decade. we will start with flowers again.
1: Okay. I'm pretty... I'm... <laughs> I'm pretty on the fence about this. Okay. I think every single year is kind of mediocre on average. Okay. Um, I think... Mm-hmm. Um, like, it's hard. So, like, 2002... I think might be the best year. I think that's what my official choice is going to be. You've got Chicago, Lord of the Rings 2, which is the worst one, The Hours, which I thought was kind of boring, Gangs of New York, and The Pianist. The only one of those I, like, really liked was Chicago. The rest of them are just kind of, like, good. Mm-hmm. Um, I was also tempted to say 2003. hmm because lost in translation, but then... I, 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 <sighs> 2003 is the one that we all were kind of all over the place on. The other one that I want to bring... 2008 is, like, the only year that we all... Well, Kathleen didn't like Frost Night Syndrome, You guys didn't like Frost. It's like, we kind of, like, across the board thought they were all, like, fine. Yeah. Or at least I did. I right. thought every single movie that year was, like... Do not
2: put me into yeah, that group. I, I, I did not. Mean. I have opinions. But
1: 2008 was, like, across the board just really just oh good it, so none me- of them were great <laughs> mediocre in other words yeah so I think I'm gonna go with 2002 okay
0: Kathleen
2: I say so I, I put two years actually all I right. did put 2002 because I feel like across the board it's like a. Oh no, it's all gone I'm very bad at operating spreadsheets and we have this all like written out on a spreadsheet mm. um it was, like, like solid, right? Mm-hmm. You could watch all those movies and feel good about having spent your time watching all those movies. Like, you would be satisfied with everything. Yeah. Um, I don't... What is The Hours again?
0: The Hours is so the about one about Virginia, Virginia
2: Woolf. Oh, see, I enjoyed we that liked movie, that though. Yeah. I like that yes. movie.
0: Or as I like to call it, no, actually, I am fine, even though I'm not the movie.
2: Yes. <laughs> I, I enjoyed that movie. <laughs> um... Getting to New York, you know I love burly men doing burly men things, which makes me sound so heteronormative. I promise I'm an accepting person. Um, yeah, the lo- the one that I like least out of that is probably like Two Towers, just because yep. it's like the least good.
1: Two Towers is good. I like Two Towers. Hey, but it's... Like, it's, uh, it's
2: just it, like a middle part of a movie. It's yeah. not bad. It's just not my fave.
1: If I were to watch it alone, I would not like it. Interesting. I would need the first movie and the third movie. I guess that makes sense, because it's the second movie. But, like, I could never, like, start The Two Towers without having watched the other one, like, recently. Interesting. Because, like, ugh. But I think The Battle of Helms Deep is, like, the best action set piece in the entire series. I agree. I just... I kind of don't care about the characters without the first movie. (laughs) Okay. I get that. That's fair.
2: So, my other year that I chose was 2007. Okay. Because no country for old men Mm -hmm. there will be blood carries the entire year but filling in those places is atonement which I did genuinely enjoy Mm -hmm. Um, and would probably watch again maybe and Michael Clayton which was not my fave but like if it was on TV and my mom was watching or my grandma I feel like it's something that my grandma would watch like you know Nana Mm -hmm. I would watch you know Mm -hmm. I'd be like this is fine I can spend a Sunday afternoon watching this Juno is the one that is like the bad movie out of the group, mm-hmm. but it's like you can hate it, so mm-hmm. it's fine. Mm-hmm. So I would also say two thousand seven because it has two power players, two that are like well atonement's like pretty enjoyable. Atonement's good. You get like you get conversation out of it enjoy like mm-hmm. atonement, right? Like you have to you have to talk about that movie and that's a good movie usually. Um Michael Clayton's, like, a grandma movie, and then...
0: <laughs> so is a grandma movie going to replace Lars movie? No, it's not. It'll just
2: add to the repertoire of movies okay. that we have. And then Juno, what you get to, like, you you know, you get some, like, pals together, you get a few beers, you get some, like, Jiffy Pop going, and you hate on it. It's great. It's a good time.
1: I, okay. I think is really good. I actually think Juno's, like... I hate it so much that i cannot like that year okay like every other movie that, that year is good mm-hmm. all
0: right well i picked 2003 as the best year um because i already you know lost in translations in my top five return of the king very good master and commander also very good even though kathleen doesn't remember watching <laughs> um mystic river like pretty good has it's, it's a oh, long God. movie and in that length like there are some, like, mistakes, and it gave us, is that my dot in there? So, you have to give props for that. Seabiscuit, not a movie I really have an urge to watch again. But, like, not, like, terrible. Like, it's it just kind of, like, like it's just very... It's a grandma movie. It, it is. It's very hokey. It's very cheesy. But it's just, like, it's likable enough. It's just... It's, and it's also, like, weird enough that, like, it's it can be a fun watch in the right context.
1: <laughs> I didn't tell you guys this, but yesterday at work.
2: I watched it again. I
1: watched all Sea Biscuit. <laughs> no. um, there's some. There's a conversation happening behind me. There's like this woman, yeah. like talking. She was like, "Yeah, so I've had to watch Sea Biscuit twice in the last week," and I was like, yeah, wait, what? <laughs> she's Talking to this guy, he's like, "Yeah, my kid really likes it. He's been reading the book, but we watch the movie a lot now. It's pretty good, right?" And the guy's like, "Oh yeah, I guess." <laughs> I like this is
0: wild. It's fun. the book's really good. I, I would definitely recommend reading the book um the the movie itself is fine kathleen's taking a picture of the cat who's who's snoozing on the radiator um hope she doesn't get radiation poisoning <laughs> we'll have a super cat on our hands that's no good um i i i consider 2007 because like you know no country for old men there will be blood are just such you know they're my top two um and i also really like The tell but Michael Clayton's like just okay for me and Juno also like just okay verging to bad. So like I felt like if I were to take the fourth and fifth movies in two thousand three and the fourth and fifth movies in two thousand seven, I liked the fourth and fifth movies in two thousand three better. So
1: that's what mm. I wanted for two thousand three. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. There was no it, it was, I feel like this was not like the nineties, where there was one year that was like that yeah yeah. Exactly. It's like every year was kind yeah. of just on average mediocre. And same thing, there's no year so far that's like, this
0: is the worst year, yeah. period. Um, speaking of which, what is your worst year?
1: Um, I mean, it's sort of hard to pick, again. Um, because they're really all just kind of mediocre. I I kind of think the worst year is 2001. Hmm. Um, I feel like A Beautiful Mind, Gosford Park, are in the bedroom is yes. it's, it's okay. It's hard, because they're, they're really just all pretty mediocre. In the bedroom's good. Yeah, no, it is. I, like, from a year, like, sure, the year sure. as a whole standpoint, mm-hmm. like, all of the years, I mean, are pretty mediocre. Yeah. I yeah. just think Gosford Park, A Beautiful Mind, like, Lord of the Rings Fellowship, but, like, none of us put it on our top five. Like, there's no top five movie in that year. Mm-hmm. We all agreed on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it's just a very, like, of the middle, it's the bottom of the middle. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Kathleen?
2: I put two years again, but I'm rethinking it. I do agree that a lot of these are, like, just, like, average years. Mm -hmm. There's not a year that I, like, just could not stand anything. Um... So I also agree that 2001... Um... Michael's looking at my spreadsheet. No, he's not. He's looking That's at the, the general... It's st- the same spreadsheet. He's looking at the general spreadsheet. I'm sorry. Um, but I do agree. 2001. A Beautiful Minds. The, the, boys-
0: sk- the Schizophrenic Economist is capping. Like, it's call you She forgets what it's called. Which,
2: again, does not make me sound <laughs> very accepting of others. I promise I am. Very accepting human being. Um, <laughs> I was under pressure. And then the other ones in that year are just kind of, like, Milan Rage is, like, a romp, right? It's Mm -hmm. fun. And Fellowship of the Ring is good, but everything else is kind of, like, I would not touch again. My other one was 2000. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm Because, like, there's Gladiator, which Mm -hmm. is, like, I enjoyed because, again, burly men being burly Mm -hmm. men. But I, like, Gladiator versus, like, Braveheart, Braveheart all the way, Mm -hmm. right? I would not, like, whatever. Like, I wouldn't watch Gladiator again. Um, lot is that how you pronounce it? It's called. Yeah. It's yeah. The, yeah. What? Stupid movie.
0: Weird movie. <laughs> yeah. A movie that has no business being nominated for Best Picture,
2: yeah. Uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, just... I didn't, I didn't enjoy at all, really. <laughs> um, Aaron Brockovich was, like, a grandma movie. Mm-hmm. And then Traffic, <laughs> I did not enjoy at all. So, yeah. it was a very, like... Fell flat. Yeah,
1: I agree. 2000's not a great year either. Yeah, I I
0: consider two thousand. I actually went, perhaps controversially, with two thousand eight. What? Because I just there's no movie in this list that I can be like, Mm -hmm. there's no movie in this list that I like particularly like. They're not all bad, but there's no one that I particularly like. Like I look at two thousand, I like Gladiator. Two thousand one, I like The Fellowship of the Ring and In the Bedroom and even Moulin Rouge. 2000, like, you know, if, like, but, like, 2008, like, I never need to watch Benjamin Button again. And mm-hmm. I don't really like it. Um, Milk is okay. Frost Nixon is okay. Dog Millionaire, I picked to win, but, like, it has its problems. And then the reader I actually actively do not like. Which makes me an outlier in this group, but um, it just felt like it just, and it, I found it so boring too. I think I just actually find a lot of these movies in this year very boring. Mm-hmm. It felt like people just ran out of ideas, mm-hmm. or they had ideas that were so weird and they just like executed them in the most boring way possible, a la Benjamin Button. Um, it, and it just felt like, you know, I, I feel like you usually get like a good mix, or not a good mix, like the ideal Oscar year, like the best possible Oscar year is one that has a balance of these sort of like more traditional, prestige kind of movies, and movies that feel sort of more of the moment, more modern, more like they have a little bit more to say than your average biopic or whatever. I feel like 2008, you don't get that. It's just very staid, prestige movies um, and biopics, and then you have Slim Dug like the one kind of interesting one, even though it's just kind of like a blockbuster where I don't know that there's really a ton of substance to it. So, uh, and, and to me, it's like, I feel like Obviously, like you know, The Dark Knight and Torino getting snubbed is a big reason why they moved to ten nominees the next year. But I feel like the fact that this feels just so boring and uninteresting to me mm. is is another big part. Like I would be like actively like I was disappointed that when it happened because The Dark Knight wasn't nominated. But even if I were like you know twenty five instead of fifteen when that happened, like I still would just be so. It just they just all feel like movies designed for Oscar nominations, and I, that's just so boring to me. And again, not like I actively hate all of them, it's just that, that bored. Like, it, just, it was the year I was the least enthused to watch. Mm.
2: I actually agree looking back now. I When I was, like, going through the list, like, I actually didn't really touch 2008 just because we had watched it and talked about it so recently. I just kind of was like, I didn't, I just kind of counted it out of mm. the race. But looking back now, I did not enjoy that experience. Except I did enjoy the reader.
0: Yes, I know. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. It's great. <laughs> Those are our years. Um, most surprising movie. I'm interested to hear what everyone picked for this. Even though I think I might
1: know for at least one person. But Lars, go ahead. Am I that person? Yes. Yeah, so what I did actually, I pick? Did you picked Sideways. I did. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I, I, I feel like that was an easy choice. It was the one that I knew very little about. I thought it was the most fun. I like Sideways. It yeah. was surprisingly good.
0: Loved it. I remember when we read out what we were gonna watch for the next episode. you we were like, <laughs> what the hell is Sideways? And was like. The cat just got jolted awake by something. <laughs> <laughs> I made a loud noise on the radiator. Um, but I remember you being like, "What the hell is this movie?" And then being like, "Oh, I like it." Yeah, obviously it's in your top five. So. Yeah. Um, there you go. Kathleen.
2: I have two.
0: You have two for all of them.
2: <laughs> I do not have two for the last two things that we did. Okay. Um, The Reader. Only because what I knew about it was this, like, creepy relationship. And I was like, I am not going to like this. I am just going to be, like, it's going to be rapey and disturbing. And it was. But also, <laughs> interesting. Um, I, like, go back to the other episode if you want to hear exactly why I like that movie. I talked about it for a long time, and I won't bore you again. But Million Dollar Baby. Mm. I actually mm. did enjoy that movie. Mm. And I was, like, I don't know... I, like, wouldn't... It was, I was engaged. Yeah. And it takes a lot to, like, get me engaged in stuff. Um, and I thought that I was going to be, like, oh, this is going to be, like, a like underdog kind of story. But it's like, oh, she's a girl, so it's all different. Like, I was actually very engaged with this movie. Um, and that's, that's really the only reason. I, did, I didn't expect to be so swept away. I have a third atonement. I did not know what Atonement was going to be about, and I liked what it ended up being about.
0: <laughs> Atonement was my choice. Mm. Kind of, the same, like, I picked Elizabeth for the last time, and it's kind of for the same reason where it's, like, Atonement, I'm like, this is going to be, like, a Downton Abbey-esque sort of thing. there's um,
2: nothing wrong with
0: that. <laughs> I, I'm not a big down Abbey person, but, like, um, it, it's just going to be kind of like that, and, and like I just I wasn't expecting to be really, like, engaged by it, but it turns out it's, like, a lot more than just kind of, like, a costume romance thing and it, it's actually like a really engaging take on uh you know storytelling and writing and the truth and 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 how all those things conflate and why we tell the stories we do and how we can absolve ourselves from our own past sins and things like that and like the romance i talked about also in the 90s recap how i didn't i like i don't really care if it's like pure romance stories but this felt like a legitimate tragic romance um and so that kind of sucked me in and just like not expecting i didn't know joe wright had it in him to shoot that like one dunkirk scene mm-hmm. like that one really long tracking shot which is just like amazing and overwhelming and just like super emotional um just like a a, a decade spanning story that i was not expecting to be as like comprehensive or even nearly as engaging like the way it uses like the the typewriter keys is like a score and like how that actually ties into the general theme like just a really well-made movie that I wasn't expecting it to be bad, but I wasn't expecting to love the way I did.
1: That typewriter song slaps. It does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Most disappointing movie. Okay. I'm tempted to say A Beautiful Mind because mm. John Nash deserves a better movie. And I'm like the guy that kind of thinks that movie's just okay. Like, I don't yeah. hate it. Yeah. Um, However, I'm going to go with Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Mm. Mm. I, like, had heard about this movie. I, you know, generally like Asian film. I mean, there's many countries in Asia. But, like, I generally like international, Mm. I mean, especially, like, East Asia, like, film stuff. Um, Ugh. God, it does not look good. (laughs) The, like, jump (laughs) effects and the rope and the... It's it's just... I I was very disappointed. I did not... I did not enjoy it, and just just like stopped dead in its tracks in that one part. Yeah, tell like the love story
0: between the princess and the, the one guy. Yeah,
1: it's edited. With, like the plot editing is weird. Mm-hmm. I just like I I understand there's like a stylistic choice to all of this. Um, I just maybe I just really don't like that stylistic choice. Um, it was disappointing to me. Okay, Kathleen.
2: Mine was. I'm make fun did you of me. pick two again? No, I did not. Oh, yeah. I only want to be disappointed once. Thank you. Uh, See biscuit. Okay. Oh. Hey. <laughs> I just thought I was, I legitimately thought I might enjoy this movie. I thought it was gonna be like cute and wholesome, and I thought it was just gonna be something that's like, oh, surprise! This is actually really like fun and interesting. <laughs> And it just, like, just fell flat. Hmm. Um, and I don't think it's, like, bad. I think it's quirky and weird. Um, but it was just not everything I dreamed it would be in my heart of hearts.
0: Okay. I, I didn't put down Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, but I was, like, thinking about maybe that one, too, because it did disappoint me. I had written down Frost Nixon, um... God. I know I, t- to me it just was so it was just the most basic version of that story you could tell it never went above and beyond it didn't really I, I just didn't really think it and and I, like I said like I talked about last episode I just hated the documentary thing it was so annoying and pissed me off so much it just felt like such a waste I wish that someone else other than Ron Howard had directed this the dialogue, I feel like this was the beginning of like his decline <laughs> or at least a big part of it at least the dialogue and the performances are so good though It's they're not the performances are good. I don't know. It just was not it just did not like it just it just kind of bored me. Um I also said like maybe Michael Clayton as well. Mm -hmm. But like the more I thought about that I did like it a bit more, but it was just it 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 felt it felt more like a like a parlor trick the way the the plot was laid out than it did an actual sort of like thing. But like George Clooney's really good in it, the ending's really good, so I'm going with that. But Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon also a compelling choice but i think i'll stick with frost nixon because it, it yeah it annoyed me the most as far as like movies i ended up not liking that much you hurt my heart well <laughs> oh well um stand performance or performances um
1: okay so unlike the 90s where tom hanks is kind of in every year yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> You don't really have someone like that. Low
0: key Michael Pena. <laughs> he's in a, oh, yeah. he in a lot of these. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he's in a lot of these.
1: Yeah. You sort of have a bit of Daniel Day Lewis. He mm-hmm. starts to become a thing. He's not quite <laughs> as lovable. Um, you start to get George Clooney, but so far he mm-hmm. directed one and is only in one. Oh, he's in
0: two. He's in Good Night, Good
1: Luck, and he's in Michael Clayton. So he is in. Yeah. Kind yeah, of. Yeah. Um, but I actually think the standout performance. Is Adrian Brody in *The Pianist*? Mm. Is like I actually think that's the most like. I, I feel like it's somewhat. It's very like modern Christian Bale esque. Is like he like goes to these like extreme mm-hmm. lengths, yeah. and it's sort of like ahead of his time. It's like that the sort of. That style of acting. Wouldn't be done. Until Christian Bale changed everything. No, I'm just <laughs> but, like, I don't like. I don't know. It's very like Daniel Day-Lewis is very good, and yeah. it starts to become more universal. But I think mm. like. Everyone likes Daniel Day Lewis, so mm-hmm. I'm being original. I think Adrian Brody is really good in The Pianist. Okay.
2: Legit, almost said Adrian Brody, mm. um, but then I went with Daniel Day Lewis and There Will Be Blood because I like, I just love every like how that movie is stitched together, mm. and he is like the needle, and I love it.
1: Whoa. Cool. Yeah,
2: that's it. <laughs> that's a
0: nice metaphor. I also picked Daniel Day Lewis, but I picked Daniel Day Lewis in Gangs of New York which is a performance that like haunts me and like stays with me and stayed with me from like the first time I saw that movie he's just so brutal and so violent and so cruel but he's so engaging I love the way he talks um just like the most mundane lines he says end up sticking with me there's that one scene where they have like the parade and he's just like leaning up against like a, his like you know porch or whatever and he just looks so cool but he's so evil and so terrible but he's just like amazing he's just so like physically imposing and just, like, cruel, and just, like, nasty in that movie. Um, It's just a a true tour de force, which is, like, a phrase that it feels overused, but, like, I don't know how else to describe what he does in Gangs of New York. Um, Did we we have any sort of, like... Because we did this last time, we all kind of threw out a bunch of different names. Any other, like, different names we want to throw out for, like, standout performance?
1: Uh... Um... (laughs) I I mean, I really like... uh... Martin Sheen in Frost Nixon, I think he's really good. Martin Sheen, Michael Sheen. Michael Sheen Michael, Michael Sheen in anything he does. Yeah.
2: Stand yeah. out, always. Um,
1: Bill Murray in Lost in Translation is really good. Um, Heath Ledger in Brokeback Mountain. The Dark Knight. <laughs> Dark Knight, obviously. Um... Johnny Depp as the chocolate. In <laughs> chocolat. <laughs> he
0: actually is good in chocolat. I actually think he's pretty good in that. He's not in enough though.
1: Um, I I really like the cast in Little Miss Sunshine. Also, not gonna They're lie. Good. Um, uh, the new t- the, the 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 Office guy, Steve Carell. Yeah, um, I'm sorry. Steve, I love it when is, Steve
2: Carell does. Um.
1: Like dramatic performances. Dramatic performances, yeah. Yeah. He's really good in that movie. Um, those are the ones that I'm throwing out. Oh, and Leo in the aviator. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> <Not> Leo. <laughs> First name basis. Yeah. First name we, we
0: basis. Talk. Leo, Bobby De Niro, Marty Scorsese. <laughs> Any and you wanna throw out?
2: No.
0: Okay. I, I Leo and the Aviator obviously also in the departed. He's just so he's sad in that movie. He is so sad. He's so confused. I just want to give him a big old hug. Um, I think he's the character I relayed the most to while we were watching this. <laughs> <laughs> he just like I just I just felt what he was he was throwing out there, um, and then obviously Thomas Hayden Church in Sideways, absolutely hilarious. Just like that, like that, just like. <laughs> monotone like, yeah. slick southern california accent it's just so perfect oh my god he's hilarious uh yeah
1: okay sam performances did we put down trends i didn't put I, it down I, a spreadsheet i put down some trends but okay. I, I have a proposed a new proposed, category okay okay <laughs> biggest snub what film absolutely should have been nominated in this decade but was not okay um, well since it's your category you can go first yeah catching off guard you know, I told you guys I was going to do this <laughs> um, okay I do want to say The Dark Knight but I'm not going to because sure. I don't think it's the biggest snub okay. um, I'm, I'm mixed between City of God and Grand Torino because mm. I think those two like one of those absolutely should have been nominated but I think I'm going to go with City of God that's a good choice
0: um, Fernando Meirelles, or whatever his name is, actually was uh, nominated for best picture or for best director. Mm. Um, so it like was on the cuffs of the possibility. So that that's a good choice. Um, do Do you have any Kathleen? No, you, you. I
2: was not prepared for this.
0: Um, neither was I. Really. So obviously, I was gonna say The Dark Knight because everybody says The Dark Knight because it's it's the most obvious one sort of like flipping through my letterbox right now, I feel like Mulholland Drive is in the conversation, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. especially because in 2001, like it could have, like, let me look for 2001, it, it could have like, it could have replaced Gosford or Beautiful, Gosford Parker Beautiful Mind, honestly. Yeah. Um, but the Academy like, only embraced David Lynch so much. You know, he was nominated for Best Director for that as well. Um, I think there's an argument to be made for Ocean's Eleven, yes. even though it was just kind of like a fun movie. Um, I think there's an argument to be made for either of the killed bills hot fuzz um, sure <laughs> and then I think that's really all I have as far as like the biggest ones um, but yeah that's a good good category because you talk about that every episode um, and just kind of throw them out there but uh, yeah good talk um, trends you want to do trends now
1: yeah So many trends. Um, In Bruges, another big snub. Oh yeah, yeah. um, So I'll start with the obvious. (laughs) A lot of this is now post nine eleven. Yeah. However, I kind of don't think we like get a post nine eleven best picture nominee for a while. Like it's like arguably maybe Crash, Um, definitely Battle. Right. Good night and good luck. And Munich. Oh, yeah, Munich. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but that's all... Um, that's all that's the all same year like as 2005. It's the same year as Crash. Yeah. Um, it takes a while. Yeah. And I'm not sure... Like, some of like, Bab- Babel, Munich are very, like, on the nose. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just... I'm not... I don't know that I saw that much of a change coming off of the 90s. I expected there to be more of a post-9-11 change. I think it's gradual
0: because I think a lot of the movies that came out immediately post 9-11 were being made before 9-11. Yeah. Um, what I feel like you see is, I think of, like, Mystic River as this kind of interesting um, moment where, like, Mystic River, you, you look at, like, the movies for 2003, and it's like Return of the King has its, like, dark moments, but ultimately good triumphs. Lost in Translation is, like, there's really no good or evil, it's just kind of, like, you know, blah. And then, like, Master and Commander Sea and Seabiscuit, like, you know, there's there's trials and tribulations to that, but they ultimately have an op- optimistic ending Whereas it's like Mystic River is a very dark movie. Mm. And I feel like that style of, like, crime-focused, um, like, blue-collar America, like, darkness, kind of, you see, like, a lot of that creep into the next few movies, and that, I feel like, defines a lot of the post-9-11 stuff, yeah. where it may not be actually about, like, the war in Iraq or anything like that, but it's about, like these little dark corners in America and just, like, bad things happening in the idea that you can't escape badness. Because I think, like, Million Dollar is a little bit like that. You have this sort of, like, wholesome all-American sports underdog story that's undercut by this really tragic death. Um, <laughs> like Seabiscuit. <laughs> like Seabiscuit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Crash is, like, you know, race, relations, all that. But, like, I think, like, Good Night and Good Luck, literally, almost literally made in response to, like, the media's complicity and, like, the invasion of Iraq. Um, Munich, obviously, about terrorism. The Departed, not a it's about kind of like international crime and about... They talk about the Patriot Act. The Patriot Act, (laughs) things like that. Babel is about like the interdependency of like, you know, people and how difficult it is to communicate with people in other cultures. Letters from Iwo Jima, you compare Letters of Iwo Jima to like Saving Private Ryan Mm. and their takes on war. Like Saving Private Ryan is not like, you know, say war is good. Yeah. But it ends with like a billowing American flag. Letters from Iwo Jima just is brutal and shows how terrible (laughs) war can be. Um... No Country for Old Men, There Will Be Blood, obviously just about, like, evil and, like, cruelty. Um, Atonement, like, very dark. Also about war. Michael Clayton about, like, you know, corporate malfeasance. Um, and then Frost-Nixon about, sort of, like, political crises. Blah, blah, blah. Um, so, I feel like it's almost like darkness is kind of the trend. Yeah. Uh, as,
1: as the siren goes by. Um, um, yeah. Yeah, we... We the trend we talked about last episode that we recapped for the nineties um, was also of um, how white they were and how yeah. like duty they were. Mm-hmm. Um, that I don't so I don't think that's actually changed a lot. Is I do think the movies are still pretty duty. <laughs> like there's yeah. a lot of dudes in them. <laughs> yeah. it's mostly about men. It's yeah, yeah. Mostly entirely about white men. Mm-hmm. Um, however. It's also starting to be about gay white men. <laughs> but, like, actually, you get, like, yeah. several movies about gay white men. Um, and, yeah, you, you get more of that, like, cross-cultural... Or I'm not sure it's done right. Like, crash, battle, traffic. There, but, like, at least there's some sort of intermingling there, of the races. There's a big, <laughs> like, clash of civilizations
0: thing, I feel. Yeah. With, like, traffic and with Babel, where it's, it's, it's instead of being about, like, America, it's about, like, America's place in the world, almost. And I don't know that there's always the most progressive view of other cultures portrayed, but it is still, like, you know, we're, we're not living in, like, a vacuum anymore. It's not, like, a fortress. It's, like, there, there's a lot of, like, I feel there's, like, a lot of, like, like, third-world-focused, like, moments. Yeah. Um, like, Slumdog Millionaire, I feel it's kind of the culmination of that. Right.
1: I, I do think you're starting to see... Like a change is like some dark miller I believe the only well uh, ray also is like about not a white guy. Yeah, yeah. We um, didn't talk about well, that crouching
2: thing. tiger hidden uh, dragon.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't have anything to say about ray because <laughs> ray's not that good. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's, it's just
2: making sure that we're all happy with our conversation.
1: <laughs> um. So there's that. You start to get fantasy movies in the two thousands. Yeah. I think it's interesting that no Harry Potter film was ever nominated, honestly. Uh, I mean I don't know. If you're nominating Seabiscuit and <laughs> <laughs> famous fantasy <laughs> film, film Seabiscuit. Biscuit
2: have some standards.
1: Um, like I don't know if like Juno gets a nomination and Seabiscuit gets a nomination. And like Mulan, I don't know. and like Godsford Park, which it has everyone from Harry Potter in it anyway. Yeah. I just think it's interesting because Harry Potter was such a big thing. And in the 90s, we have, like, oh, the Titanic, that obviously Mm would get nominated. And, like, Four Weddings and a Funeral obviously got nominated. Well, not, but it got nominated. Harry Potter became, like, such a pervasive thing, but it never makes a dent. Yeah. In actually breaking through. Because I feel like it's just, it's still considered, like, just a blockbuster. But you got Lord of the Rings. But I I feel like Lord of the
0: Rings is still considered, like, an epic. Like, yeah. Lord of the Rings, there's a the fact that they had to be in, like, New Zealand for, like, however many years, and it's this whole big thing, and it's, it's late, like, they're going one after another after another, it's, like, the first live-action take on this, like, epic novel, yeah. like, it, like, Lord of the Rings, I feel, you could argue, might have more, in co- like, the movies, at least, could have more in common with, like, Braveheart and Titanic, even, than, like, Harry Potter in some regards, there was still obviously, like, a lot of merchandising going around with that, and they were blockbusters, and they made a killing at the box office, but they weren't... I They weren't considered, like, children's movies like I feel like Harry Potter was, because they were all rated Well, they were PG-13, I guess.
1: Um, That's legit. Yeah. Do you... Do you think there's a movie... So we talked last... <laughs> I've got all sorts of games. We talked in the 90s, Cap, at how, like... American Beauty kind of capped the 90s. It's about how we got tired, and you said, tired of, like, our excess. Mm -hmm. It's like, we were all just doing too well, so we got bored. Mm -hmm. Do you think there's a movie here? I think think it's Slumdog Millionaire. Interesting. That kind of caps off this decade, quote-unquote. Why? Because things change. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like, things have changed a lot from 2000 Mm -hmm. to 2008. The world has like collapsed the economy's falling around us you know i mean not to be too americentric but like the economy is crashing worldwide Dude, george w bush is over he's going away um canceled canceled he's been canceled <laughs> um i just i feel like slumdog millionaire kind of has a like positive internationalist like rooting for the like I mean, even if it's not like <laughs> totally accurately depicted mm-hmm. rooting for like an international mm-hmm. like guy yeah and he's like trying to fight against the system sort of um, by like his own life story in a very like he's like an underdog um, but it's about like money mm-hmm. and like how much money matters yeah I just think it's a I don't know I get kinda... it, that's interesting because I feel like and you know I, we were
0: children when this happened but it's you know the 2000s are considered a very dark decade um for very good reasons but i feel like you know it's this you know the end of the decade i feel like was generally embraced as like a positive thing happening and i even though like it had like the crash i feel like there was a sense where it's like well we're going to have like a new president we can like hit reset on all of this like it's time for like a renewal and and there is and i feel like there was a when, this is kind of, like, going back, and I don't think New Girl would come out for a few years, but the guy, like, one of the people involved with New Girl, I forget who, described New Girl as the first post-post-9-11 movie, TV show, mm. because it was no longer, like, depressed and, like, anxious, it was actually about, like, you know, just kind of, like, affluent Agilinos, like, you know, hanging out and having fun, and Slumdog Millionaires thought about Imagine Aflo- Imaginalino's hanging out and having fun. Yeah. But, like, you you go from, like, poverty to, like, this, like, ultimate success and it ends with, like, this huge dance number. Right. There's, there there's like, a positive verve to it yeah. that I think people try to make happen at the end of the 2000s. Whether or not it lasted, you know,
1: probably not, but... Yeah. Yeah. I just... I, like, in 2008, I just feel like it kind of is the most unique. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, you could say what you would about Milk okay. and Frostnicks and in, like, the politics of the 2000s, but I, I kind of feel like Sundog Millionaire more accurately, like, caps off the time. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, that's fair. Other trend I noticed, um, I feel like there's a lot of, like, star vehicles that were nominated for Best Picture. Like, I feel like it's a lot of movies that are movies that are designed to sort of, like, showcase a performance, and those, not, those people not only end up winning Oscars or get nominated for Oscars, but they also win... Like I think of like Aaron Brockovich, Gladiator to a lesser extent, um, kind of the hours, definitely like Ray or mm. The Queen, or Capote, um, basically any of these movies named after people, Milk, right? Kind of almost Juno you know, and Michael Clayton. Movies that are like built around a very strong or at least very noticeable central performance. Um, and yeah. those I feel like you, you, we got a couple of those in the nineties, like I feel like you could put slot force gump into that. Shine is definitely that. Yeah. Um Elizabeth to a lesser extent. Um, but I feel like you get a lot of those uh in in uh the two thousands. There's also a lot of like I feel like post war period pieces. Still a lot of World War Two movies of course, but like a, a big focus on like sixties and seventies. Um with, like Munich and Good Night and Good Luck, or which is I guess in the fifties and I hated
2: that movie so that. much.
1: Yeah, I yeah. yeah. I
0: agree. Okay. Milk, I mean, Good Night and Good Luck I feel like a very 2000s-y movie and that it's about like, media and
1: in well, a good way. Yeah, I like that movie. <laughs>
0: um, it's aight. It's uh, Cool. So that's our trends. Any, any, any surprise categories you want to add, Kathleen? No. <laughs> well, the one thing you did ask, Kathleen, oh, in our last episode that was a little bit of a surprise was you were like, You know, we talked about what what our, like, you know, what a Lars movie is, what a Kathleen movie is, what a Michael movie is, apparently what a grandma movie is now. Um, Lars movie of the decade. Go. Oh,
2: we should do that.
0: The most Lars movie. Oh, Frost Frost, Frost, Nixon. Anything about Nixon. Um, True. That's true. Or boss, like, what we learned about ourselves watching this, what we learned about the kind of movies that we like. Oh, um, right. That's mm.
2: true. I do care about you guys a lot. <laughs>
0: do, do 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 we have any thoughts on that?
2: Um, I think... I think this is probably what I said last time, and I'm just going to hunker down on it. Like, I thought that my taste in movies would expand by watching a bunch of movies that I didn't necessarily, like, opt into seeing specifically. I feel my taste in movies has actually retracted and declined. Um... Which does not sound great for the future of this podcast. It's fine. I'll like go through, but I think just like the things that i'm I think it's just highlighted the fact that what I care about in general is people, and I like movies that exhibit people because that is like where my heart goes to um and it's and it's like even like if you're talking if I'm in a conversation which I really am about politics because I tend to just do my own thing like I care most about policies or topics that are affecting humans and, and that revolve around compassion. So I like the movies that are about people aren't about comp like you can you as a person get to feel compassion for a person. Um rather than, you know, frosting I don't know, frosting some you can like It's about people It's about people. I don't know, like I don't know. Find your own example on this list. Um but yeah, that's Way. like, I like character-centric things.
1: In the last... In the 90s, I had said that it made me just double down as well. Mm. It's like, I still liked Quiz Show, I just liked it more, I still hated Titanic, I just hated it more, etc. Like, made me hate Forrest Gump more, but made me, like, <laughs> you know, Fargo more. Mm. In the 2000s, I actually, think the opposite thing totally happened for me. Is I like A Beautiful Mind less... <laughs> I mm. think um, I, like, just caught off guard. I really enjoyed Chicago, really enjoyed Sideways. Like, I, I'm i not down on The Aviator. I just, I expected it to be in my top five, and it wasn't. Um, Slumdog Millionaire, like, I used to hate. I now like. Um, like, The Reader was really, I really enjoyed The Reader. Like, Kathleen and not Michael, Michael hated <laughs> it. Um, I just, like, I, I, it kind of upended some things for me. I... I yeah, I, I would no longer say A Beautiful Mind has ever been a good movie, <laughs> whereas 10 years ago, I would have been like, oh, yeah, it's great. Um, I, I I feel open and expanded.
2: Mm. Oh, I'm happy to hear that.
1: <laughs> That's
0: cool. Um, I don't really know what I realized. I realized, so this is another trend that I forgot to bring up, but like, I don't like... The, like, hyperlink-style movies. I don't like the movies where it's, like, a bajillion different little storylines and mixing up together. Mm. Yeah. That, yeah. I, to me, just leaves me super flat. So I realize that. Like, I don't like that.
1: Um, does that, that mostly goes away. I feel yeah, it, it pretty much does, yeah.
2: yeah. Um, <laughs> we think we're fancy people in the 2000s. Like
1: <laughs> It's the recession.
0: We can only afford one storyline at <laughs> right. a time. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I realized that. I realized that, like... The, the baseline Oscar prestige stuff, I think, starts to bother me more. Like, mm. they, like, a movie like Milk, to me, which is, like, there's... I don't know that there's a whole lot wrong with Milk, and jean Penn's amazing in it, but, like, it never does anything special enough for me to, like, really care that much. And it's kind of the same thing with Frost-Nixon. Um so th- those kinds of movies I end up having less of a tolerance for I think like Capote even falls into that which yeah. is a movie that looks absolutely awesome but really doesn't give me much outside of like Philip Zimmer Hoffman being really good we yeah. like um, literally
2: did not talk about that movie at all because it's, it's like not, you know
0: yeah. <laughs> outside of Philip Zimmer Hoffman like the shots of the amber waves of grain there's really not a whole lot <laughs> going on I feel um, so yeah I agree cool yeah and, like, Gangs in New York, I liked a little bit less. So, like, I, re- I realized there were, like, some elements of it that, are, like, don't really work I, as much.
1: I like... I like when there's, like, different kinds of movies. Like, the yeah. Boston translation has a very different feel from Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Or Mystic River. Yeah. <laughs> or Mas- Master and Commander and Lord of the Rings. Or, like, similar. Yeah. But... Like, I, they should do that more. They'll, I agree. Yeah. They'll the, like, din- like,
0: dynamicism between nominees. Yeah. yeah. good. Um, which, I feel like, is a thing that's gonna happen a lot, now that... The movie that we're gonna have like 8, eight, nine movie years. There's gonna be a lot of different dynamics and things, which brings me up to other thing. In anything we're looking forward to in the next slate of movies, we're gonna watch. Oh jeez. Oh jeez.
2: Oh, oh, let me look them up. Oh, let me look them God. up. Hold. Please. I, I can I can message
0: all of them to you right now. No,
2: I'm I, looking. I'm looking. Oscar nominees. <laughs> Best picture. I did
0: kind of spring this all on oh, so. these, you. Go? I'm
2: gonna make sure that there's no dead air.
0: Um, so time. I, I mean, I've seen a lot, and no, I haven't seen all of them, but I've seen like a lot of them because you know, I was six or fifteen by the time this was all happening, so I was watching a lot more movies. Um, I'm looking forward to rewatching The Hurt Locker. I actually haven't watched it since it came out.
2: Oh
0: god. Um, and Education's a movie I'm looking forward to. Up in the Air, I'm looking forward to rewatching. Um, the Social Network. Mm. Um... Let's see here, Silver Lines Playbook, Zero Dark Thirty, Uh, you know.
1: Inception. Inception comes up. We get to watch Mad Max. We get the year of 2015, which I would argue is the greatest year in film history. So good. The Big Short, guys. Are you guys pumped? The Big Shorts?
2: I don't want to watch that movie again. Oh, man.
1: So, I said this last time. It's like, the 90s, none of us were like, I mean, we were alive, but we weren't like mature enough. Mm. The 2000s are kind of the movies we were like brought up on, but the 2008 to like, this next chunk, like, these are the movies I started to watch when I was like studying movies. Mm. It's like, I was starting to take film classes in like high school and college. Um, So these are like the movies I went out and was like, ah, writing notes and like, these are the movies that we just talked about. Mm -hmm. It's like... So I think that'll be that'll be interesting. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, Are we just like are we breaking up anymore? Will we have another recap or?
0: I don't know yet. I'm, okay,
2: I just want to know so that I know how much to talk about. For
0: now, consider everything from two thousand nine to twenty eighteen as eligible.
2: I am excited for many. I'm excited to watch Birdman again. I've seen it. La La Land. Oh my god. <laughs> yes! Um, I've seen Birdman many times because I had to write a paper on it, and I want to see if the theory I used in my paper like still makes sense to me. So that's just a personal fun thing. You know, I saw Life of Pi with our mother. You were there as well, <laughs> Michael. I don't remember anything about it other than that they're on a raft, so that'll be an interesting thing. But then there are other things like Django Unchained and Inglorious Bastards that like I know I'll just have fun watching. So there were a lot of these like other movies that I was just like, I in this entire year I have like nothing really to look forward to. I think there are more that I have to look forward to. And then there are some that because I was like older when they came out, I made the conscious choice not to see. And <laughs> now I have to see them. Like Gravity, for example. Um, or Gravity's good. 127 hours, or things like that. Um, up, never seen up. Avatar. I've never seen up. <laughs> never seen up.
1: Avatar. <laughs> Avatar. I am not <laughs> looking forward.
2: So it's it's an interesting mix of things that I'm like really pumped to see because I made the conscious choice to see them the first time around, or I had always wanted to see them and just never got around to it, and then the things that I made the conscious choice not to see. Um, so it'll be an interesting little mix.
1: Number one most pumped for? Warhorse. Definitely Warhorse. Warhorse. <laughs> I feel like that's going to become a big joke one.
2: Yeah, what do you think Like, is going to be a big joke one?
0: <laughs> Warhorse.
1: Uh, War Avatar. is yeah. pretty easy to riff on.
0: Avatar. Um, extremely Loud and Incredibly Close.
2: Oh, God, I don't want to watch. It's
0: supposed to be not very good.
2: I'm going to upset her mother if I to say which one I don't want to watch.
0: Which one don't you want to watch? You can
2: guess. If it will it upset our mother.
0: I, I can't. Toy Story 3.
1: Oh. I've never seen it. It's good.
2: I was like for The Wolf of Wall Street, never seen yeah. Yeah,
1: there's yeah. a lot of Leo. Yeah. And yeah. some Matt Damon, um, too. <laughs> Get to watch Her, which is Michael's favorite.
0: It's a good one.
1: Um, it'll be good. Yeah. It'll be a good Yeah, I years. am
2: very excited to watch these movies.
1: Cool.
0: Well... Let's talk about the movies we are going to watch. Then, as a reminder to everybody out there, since these are movies were more than five years were more than, excuse me years were more than five movies are nominated, we're not going to do all of them in one episode because that would be insane. Uh, and so we're going to split them up into two. So some years, some episodes will be five and five. some will be like five and four, or like four and four, or whatever. Um, so our, the next year we'll be covering is two thousand nine. That year the movies no- nominated were Avatar, The Blind Side, District 9, and Education, The Hurt Locker, and Glorious Bastards, Precious, based on the novel Pushed by Sapphire, A Serious Man, Up and Up in the Air. So for the next episode we'll be watching Avatar, The Blind Side, District 9, and Education, and The Hurt Locker. Phew. And that's all I gotta say. I think, I think that does it for our 2000s recap. Um, as always... Uh, Please follow the Real Life Oscar Challenge on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Podcasts. I'm Mike Levito. You can find me
1: on Letterboxd at Amerimike and Twitter at emlevito. I'm Lars Emerson. You can find me on Letterboxd at Lars Emerson.
2: I'm Kathleen Levito. You can find me on Instagram at rise to the sun. By the time this podcast goes up, I will have a new poetry collection out. Um, So I'll probably talk about that more in the next episode, but it'll be there.
0: Right on. Um, you can find all of us on thepostwriter.com dot com where we write things and post our podcasts. We're a little behind on writing things, but anyway, you can find our catalogs there. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Two thousands are over. The twenty tens and two thousand nine are about to begin. So uh, let's. We got a lot of movies to watch. So let's let's get to it.